The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. I am Andy Walker and I'm here with my son Scott as per usual. Hello, Scott. My name's not Scott as per usual. Well and stuff. I'm all right, sorry. How are you? And uh, you know. Ah, as well as that, okay. All can all all things considered, I'm marginally yeah. Um and that. So anyway, we are here to review films. Some may disagree with that. And so what we do is actually not review films. To be honest, there's sometimes where I wonder if we you know, I wonder if we review films. I Anyway, um, so we have two shorts and a long as per usual, um, which is what we're doing and everything. Sorry, I just, for some reason my brain just suddenly went into a countdown moment. Okay. As in like they would need to pick out the numbers. Just for some... Two oh, shorts and a long. It's been a long day. Okay. Just not, yeah. Anyway, uh, the first of our short films is uh, a film from 2014 uh, called I Heard It Too. Mm. Uh, directors were uh, Matt Sears and Tim Knight. And the cast is Rowena Beagley, Nina Beagley and Sophie Judge. Now, there isn't a synopsis as such, but there's a basis story. The whole thing is basically comes from a two-line story. Uh, oh. is uh, as follows. A girl heard her mum yell her name from downstairs, so she got up and started to head down. As she got to the stairs, her mum pulled her into her room and said, I heard that too. Hmm. So there you go, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the film. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I do, do you know what I really like this actually. It, I will say as well that for once, once again, I'm amazed by the acting of the children in this. Yeah. No, I agree. Immediately, I I have slightly worries is the fact that this film is either a very very good way of sort of making them a climate sort of a, a, okay with what's going on in the world or terrifying the absolute life out of something. 
Yeah, I must admit, it's one of the films I've seen recently where I've kind of watched it and thought, oh, God, I hope she was all right after they made it. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I sort of watched it and I was like, they really need to put a disclaimer just at the end of the credits going, she's okay. Yeah. Or something, because that was, I genuinely, I sat there and like, I'm sitting there watching it and I thought, I, I realised afterwards that I sort of, I had to release my hands because I'm like, what happened? Is she okay? Because yeah, yeah. that was gen like for anyone else that would have been genuinely terrifying, and for a girl, I would say yeah. probably five, maybe six. Yeah, that would have absolutely scared the life out of someone. As you say, I mean, we've seen it quite often. It, it's, and this is another film that's got a really great performance from a child actor. And yeah, it's really good. I just, I the the whole thing is like you hear that like loads of people say don't work with children and actors, or children and animals and stuff like that. But it's just like this just proves the fact that it's there are a lot of amazingly accomplished children actors out there at the moment. That if they go on and carry on doing it, they're gonna be amazing at their jobs. Yeah. I mean it's it's a really well made film. I mean yes. it's a well made the atmosphere of the film is really oh. good. It it just it's so yeah. it's so on each, you know. The camera angles as well, I thought, were very well done. Like the cinematography of it to yeah. get some of the shots and some of the angles, I thought, were amazingly done. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, I I just thought it was a really good film, really mm. well made, interesting to watch, and it and it's got it's got a good strong story and strong yeah. acting. It's it's great. I love it. It is. It's just like I, I, much as I love this, I love this film. Like, just the. The child acting in it is just what sold it for me. It's Absolutely. the fact that saying she, like, you can normally see, sort of tell with a lot, especially with younger kids, the fact that they're distracted by other things. But this, it, it almost genuinely looks like a real life thing. The fact that the well, the terror yeah. and the fear that she was feeling, and oh, especially I, when her mum disappeared. Well, that was part of what worried me. Part of what worried me was like, did they actually tell her that it was not real? Or did she think this was really happening? You know? Yeah. Because that, that, it, it comes across that way a bit in a couple of places. It's just like, it's the end bit. Like the, the cinematography and the, I suppose the visual effects as well for the, the face. Yeah. But even that has got to have some sort of effects, even if it's just a mask that they started using to get, get into. It's got to do some sort of mental damage to that kid. Yeah, I did. Well, as you say, I hope the end of it she was all right because it, yeah. it is quite a, a, a kind might of... Just, might just see if we can get in touch with her and say, just look, just clear something up for me. Is she okay? Is she okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, on to our second short film. Now, this was one that I was contacted by the director uh, asking if we could uh, watch it and do a review of it. Uh, I do believe that they have made a follow-up to this, uh, which could be interesting to see. This is a film from 2013, and it's called Leaf Blower Massacre. Uh, sequel called Rake Massacre, by any chance. Huh? It's a sequel called Rake Massacre. No, it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's probably called Leaf Blower Massacre 2. Um, the director is Anthony Cooney, uh, writers Anthony Cooney and Josh Stevenson. Uh, the cast is Anita Nicole Brown, uh, Shavar D. Clark, Anthony Cooney, Martin Sean Cooney, Patrick Anthony Hosian, uh, Miguel Perez, Carla Shaw, and uh, Mariel 
Taran. The, the synopsis for this says, Axe, chainsaw, woodchipper. There's a new yard tool to be used for evil and only one man has the twisted passion to make it a reality. Witness the beginning of a madman's killing spree that occurs once every year. When the leaves begin to fall. Oh. Oh, this is great. I, I think it's a great bit of silly. I mean, it's obviously a spoof of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. But it, it has some really great nods to the, the action that's in those films. I mean, the bit where he's swinging the leaf blower around, just like Leatherface does at the end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is brilliant. And I think... I think it's obviously been made by people who are, who are fans of that film. Yeah. It's, it's been made by fans, people who are fans of it, but also ones that want to just make a little spoof. A spoof film, but one that I think that they've done very well. And I love the yeah. fact that, yeah, he was going on this killing spree, but he had to be near a bug socket. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like ones that like, you could get now, which are like the petrol ones or the battery operating <laughs> ones. Uh, plugged in leaf blower. I just thought it was hilarious, but it's just I love it. I just thought it was hilarious. This... It's, it's the way it's the way that it, when he attacks people, he's blowing the leaves up off the floor at them, and they were like, ah. "I just what I love the play is the fact that the, the I've got to admit, I will say I've got to give kudos to the fact that they they look like they've done this in the middle of the day yeah. on a busy street as well. So yeah. there's probably people around them going, "What earth is going on?" Yes. But, Sad. It's just, just oh, it was just hilarious. I love the the sort of chase scene as well. The chase scene, was the brilliant. chase scene was the best. But I just, brilliant. I just loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Like, I liked the, the the kind of the 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 playing up of the stereotypical horror film characters. Yeah, the ones you, you kind of go, oh, I don't like them. They get oh, well, let's hope they get killed. You know. Yeah, it's, it was definitely like they were definitely like sort of played up. And over exaggerated a bit, but I think it's just it, it works. It yeah, it, it just, was it was it was funny. It this is the bit like admittedly like there wasn't a lot of gore or anything like that. It was that right mix of sort of that comedy horror mix was good. It was yeah. the air. It was meant to be. A, it was like whether or not it was meant to be serious or not, but it was a spoof one. It had that little bit of comedy, but it it was still good to watch. Uh, it was. I, I, I really enjoyed watching it. Like, to be honest, I, I was laughing quite a lot. When I was yeah, I just, I, obviously, when you, you told me about the fact that, like, the leather, the leather face bit, like, the sort of him swirling the leaf blower over his head, I was like, that's going to be interesting. And then saw it, and I was like, that's just, I honestly had to pause the film because I was just laughing so hard. I just, I just loved everything about this film. So did I. I thought it was great. It was really great to, and I, I, you know, I mean, as I say, as far as I know, they they've even made or are making a a sequel. So that that's got to be worth. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's it's got to be worth watching. Yeah, even definitely. if we don't review it, it's just got to be worth watching. Oh yes, definitely. I I I would definitely want to watch it. We yeah, yeah. yeah whether we review it or not, it's another matter. But I definitely <laughs> would want to watch it. Definitely. So okay. Right, on to our uh, feature film, which this week is um, quite a rare one, actually, to be honest. It's quite rare to be able to watch this. Uh, it's a 1985 film, uh, although it, I'm a bit confused by this because it, it came out originally in 1985, but it, I think it wasn't released 
Yeah, it was, re it was released in America. Yeah, it was released in America in 1986. Oh, sorry, 1985. Yeah. And then, but it was then initially released over here, but only on DVD yeah. in 2004. It, well, it was released over here in 1986. Yeah, but it was then sort of yeah. um, But uh, yes, yeah, so it's a 1985 a horror film called House. Uh, it's a horror comedy uh, called House. It was directed by uh, Steve Miner, who has made a lot, did a, he directed a lot of other films, um, horror films, and that sort of thing, including Halloween H2O, which I actually thought was quite a good one, to be honest. Uh, the writers are uh, Fred Decker, who wrote the story, who also wrote the, the original story for The Predator. Yeah, I've got a bit, there, there, there was some very weird sort of. People, the people that have gone on and done the things and surprised surprised me what some of these have gone on and done and well yeah I mean some what they, what else they've done yeah um then the, uh, the screenplay was written by Ethan Wiley who's done a lot of TV stuff more than more than anything else a few films now the cast uh is um William Cat who a lot of people might know as being uh, the young guy who was kind of the love interest if you like. Uh, of in the original Carrie film, yeah, uh, he he was in there. What I did think was really funny is he's gone on to do lots of other films and TV stuff. And one of the things I did think was funny there was the fact that he was actually he actually appeared in a couple of episodes of the TV series House. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, he's... Uh, also, what's, who's next? Uh, George Went, who is best known for playing Norm in Cheers. Yeah. Um, Richard Mole, who I don't, it, it, there might be a few people out there that remember. There used to be a uh, a great comedy, American comedy series on the, the early hours of the morning called Night Court, and he used to play the the uh, the um, court bailiff in that. And he he was kind of like the 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 guy in the uniform we used to put around on. He plays a character and it's called Big Ben. Which wasn't good. Yeah. Um, then we've got Kay Lenz, who we've actually covered before because she was in prisons of the lost universe yeah we reviewed yeah uh then we've got mary stavin uh michael ensign uh eric silver and mark silver who uh who were the two boys who played the young boy in the, in the film uh susan french and altry been in loads of tv stuff um Stephen Williams, Jim Calvert, Mindy Sterling, Jason Kane, Billy Beck, uh, Steve Suskind or Suskind, and uh, Kurt Wilmot. Now, Kurt Wilmot played the skeleton version of Big Ben. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about this, uh, there were a few other people in it and that sort of thing, but one thing I would say about this that I, I noticed, I don't know if you noticed it, is the stunt coordinator on this film, yes. Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder. That's I've got to admit, I said when I looked at it and I was like after I've watched the film, I then went through it and I was like, he was in it? What? And I went through it and I was like and then looked at the stunt coordinator and I was like, no, that that makes so much sense. Yeah, he he was the stunt coordinator for this. And he, I mean, he's probably best known for being in uh the, the some of the Oh yeah, he's best known for playing Halloween. Victor Crowley and um Jason and doing a lot of and a lot of stunt work. He worked his way up. 
to doing it all. So he, that's how he got that. But he's done he's a lot. Been of stuff. So many horror films. Is it? Yeah, he's, if he's if he's not the stunt coordinator in it, he's in it because he's got that build for the person they're looking for. Who's the killer? Absolutely. He's, he's, he's in it one way or another. He's either in it as in front of the camera or behind the camera doing all the work for it. Absolutely. Uh, so, right, the synopsis for this film, I don't think really sells it, to be honest, but the synopsis is a troubled writer moves into a haunted house after inheriting it from his aunt. Yeah. Now, I, I saw this when it first came out over here on VHS videotape. <laughs> Which okay. And I haven't seen it since, to be honest. Okay. Um. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it. It was as good as I remember it being. Okay. Which was cool. Um, I, one of the things I like about this is the fact that unlike a lot of other, there were a lot of like uh, films in the 1980s that were about haunted houses or uh, houses that were kind of um, possessed or there were people, there were things in them that were kind of like some yeah. kind of, you know, even the house was built on a ancient Indian. Yeah, you've got, you've got ones like Polgeist and yeah, sort of stuff like that. Yeah, all that kind of thing. But what I liked about this one is they didn't try to explain what it was. All it was was there was some entity in the house that took the things within the people that lived there and turned them against them, and effectively have made them kill themselves up till now. Yeah, it's. Well, but I think I think it might explain it later on because obviously, like Paul Glass and I, this has got quite a lot of sequels. Oh yes, it's got quite a lot. Um, probably a lot more than it should need. But um, see, I I, must, must admit, I've never seen any of the others. I only no, I, I I sat there and I read through ones. Then I was looking at and I didn't even know this one existed. But yeah. it's yeah, I think this is going to be where it's different now. I. I thought some of the visual effects were okay-ish and probably would have been all right for the time. But I don't know, I just, it felt to me like the comedy aspect of it was trying too hard. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Okay, don't be wrong. Like, there were bits of it that I thought were funny and the bits of it that were okay. But I thought that it seemed to be most in places trying too hard. I think my only problem with it was the fact that there were some bits where instead of it being a nice kind of flow between the horror horror and the comedy, there were some bits where you had, like, horror, comedy. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, hang on. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just the same. It, 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 it flowed okay in places, but same, like you said, it, it almost it sort of flowed and then just stopped dead. And it's it was almost that sort of, after a couple of times that happened, you're like, oh, this is just, it's going to keep going and it's not. It needs yeah. to have the continuous flow, I think. I mean, George Wimp was kind of like the, the comedy character, yeah. if you like. But there were other, other elements. One of the things I really liked about this, though, was, and it's kind of odd, was this kind of bizarre mix of characters that sort of like appear in the house. Yeah, it's got a bit of uh, really I, weird things going well, on. Well, it's just the fact that I, I wonder where it was going to go because of the fact that obviously you see him hallucinate with uh, what's that little shuffle that he sees going on like earlier on with his, his son and then his aunt. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder where this is going to go. And then the first, 
I don't even know if you could call it a creature. <laughs> the first thing that he sees that burst through the door in the cupboard, yeah. I was like, okay, that's a big jump. But yeah, the the, the difference in ghouls or ghosts or whatever they were, yeah, there was no sort of consistency to them. It was such a random mix of, of things. It's, it was almost like they sat there in the costume department and went, we've got five costumes here that have nothing to do with each other. We need to throw them in. Yeah. And it's just, it just it just seemed all over the place with the creatures. But I think that sort of helped as well with the whole not explaining where it came from or what we was because it, yeah. was, it wasn't, oh, it's definitely ghost. This is this is what it is. This is what it was well, built on. Like, like, like podcast is built on the burial ground. Because it was so varied, it was, it's harder to explain. Yeah, all I liked as well was the fact that, I mean, it could have been done quite simply as being sort of like he is writing a book about his memories of being in um, Vietnam. And he's therefore haunted by the ghosts of people that he was with in Vietnam. Yeah. And that could have been quite a straightforward, basic film, which really might have been a little bit dull. But having these odd bits where these weird characters suddenly come into things, and you kind of go, what the hell is it was going the, on? I think it, as well, the flow, like for me, the first... Once this sort of clock about what's going on with the different jumps around, I think, I think it was all right. But the first bit where, he sit, where he's sitting down on the computer and then all of a sudden he jumps to him remembering what happened in Vietnam. And right. I, I sat there like, has this suddenly become a war film? And it, it was a bit confusing, the, the sudden jump. But well, I, mean, I, just, I, I know, I, I, there were certain bits of it I did like. Certain, I'd say the comedy aspect for me in places to seem like it tried too hard. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I did. I I know what you mean about the physical effects and that sort of thing, but I really liked the makeup oh, and effects. And yeah, that. don't we were really wrong. They're not. They're not quite. I, I especially liked the one bit. I especially liked was when he smashes the glass in the uh, the kitchen cabinet in the bathroom cabinet, and then you you got to climb through, and it's like this huge sort of spike. Oh, yeah, don't we like there's certain bits of it I think were very well done and have stood the test of time. But yeah. I think there's odd little bits that just sort of, I don't know if it's because of the fact that obviously because of the age where, but it was sort of, mate, I looked, I looked at it and I thought that could have been tidied up a little bit. Yeah. Not like in a bad think, way, but it's just, I think it's just where the fact that is, I think it's not, there's certain little bits that haven't stood up to test the time. And yeah. because of how far things have come now, it's sort of, you look I mean, at it and go, yeah, that's a bit obvious. Yeah, I mean, the thing I think the thing you got you, we've got to remember is that at the time, I mean, it was, it was before CGI. Yeah, thought that green screen was quite a new thing. Yeah, well. no, no, no. So you know, it was quite. That's, uh, that's, sound. that's just what I'm saying. Like the the first creature you see, yeah, it was amazing because it the, it was the fact that it was like all morphed and all that, and it looked it, it looked slimy without being over the top, and it it looked amazing. But I think there's a certain little bit within it that I'm like. Could have just whether or not I know that at the time they they couldn't really like reshoot everything over and over and over again, yeah. and there's certain bits that you, you just sort of had to let it be. But it's all I looked at it and I'm like that could have just tinsy a little bit of tidying up would have yeah, been yeah. But as I said, it's it's it, I would say though for it as much as I'm I'm slating it, it's not a feel where I sat at when I sat at the end of it and looked at it and went, well that was time wasted. Yeah, no, I mean, like I, I think we've watched films film, where we've watched films where I've sat there and I'm just like, I would rather physically damage myself than have to watch that again. Yeah. But 
there's this one I've sat there like okay yeah it's a, it's I wouldn't say it's a family film but it's not one that I would sort of, it's not one that would sort of if it was on I'd have to hurry and turn over because of people were squeamish or anything. It's one that it's I'd say it's a late night sort of if it's on you can watch sort of thing. Yeah, I mean I I I enjoyed watching it again because it was it kind of rem- I mean when I'm, I I don't know if I felt the same way as I felt when the first time I saw it, but I. It, I, I watched it and, and kind of got to the end and thought I enjoyed watching that. That was, you know, it was good fun to watch it again. Um, mm. it, it it's a bit like <laughs> this may sound really weird. It's kind of a horror equivalent of watching something like the first Jumanji film, or you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Is that it's almost watch, that sort? Of, is that nostalgia moment? I think is that. I'm going to watch it too often. But yeah, is that you're going to go? Oh, that's a good film. I like that. Yeah, it's, I'd say it's, it's not something you. Could, I would say that you can watch like once a year or something. But I'd say every other year, maybe if he's on, you can sit there and go, oh, "I haven't seen it in a while." Yeah, that sort of film to sit there and to sort of and to, well, I think it's one of the films that you can sit there and rewatch and just go, well, "I don't remember," and it's sort of one of the bits you remember little bits. Yeah, but, and then you sort of remind yourself as the film goes on, and it brings back that moment of oh, like that feeling when you yeah. first watched it. I must say, I mean, I mean, I, I watched a lot of horror stuff in the nineteen eighties, uh, and th- this is one I, I kind of remembered fondly as being kind of I enjoyed watching it. And what I was worried about was that I was going to watch it again and think, "Oh no, that's actually quite rubbish." But yeah. I didn't. I actually enjoyed watching it again. It was, it was, it was good to watch it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd definitely give that a go. I'm not sure about any of the sequels. I haven't seen any of them. I might have to see if I can dig some out and see what they're like. Looking at one of the posters, I would say it's very, very close to being pulled from Old Guys, though. Um, It's a little picture. It's one of the critters or something standing in front of a TV. Okay. But, yeah, that's a bit close. But at least I'd say... I wouldn't go out... for For me, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but... If it was on, I'd quite happily watch it. Yeah, if 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 it was like late night movie and there was yeah late night on, just looking for oh, the channel yeah. then it's on yeah looking for the channel then it's on you're like oh, yeah this would be good yeah not so I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it but if it was on a late night and sit and watch it and just sort of mong out to it would be good yeah no, that's cool yeah right so there we are there there are three films uh, I heard it too which is uh, we thought was a great short film. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, Leaf Blower Massacre, which again is is a great film. Just check it out because it's it's great fun to watch it. It's it's a good yeah. It's, it's, if you if you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you you just want to have a little laugh, it's a good film. It's, it is a good film. It is really good, really well done. And um, House, which uh, we kind of disagreed on a few bits, but overly on the whole, we, we yeah. We, I, I think overall. Yeah, overall, it's not a bad film, but it's, it's not a bad film, and it's it's a it's good fun to watch it on on a yeah. late night if you've got nothing else to do. Okay, um, thank you very much, Scott, for your input and everything. Um, next week we will be back with uh, two more short films and uh, uh, an old science fiction movie. Oh no. This is what I think it is. 1950s science fiction movie, Earth versus the Flying Saucers. In colour. In colour. Normally in it's colour in black. On... 
Yeah, normally version. originally it was in black and white, but this is a the colorized, colorized version. version. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we will be doing that. Uh, so thank you to everybody out there for watching, listening, tuning in, chilling out, and uh, generally... Going really swaying from the side to side. Yeah. And going, eh. yeah. Um Until then, and with, are you? Mm, oh, probably. Anyway, and uh, so, without further ado, or any ado at all, at all, uh, we are... And so, therefore, bye. Bye. The Cyphora Film Podcast. The Cyphora Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.